The download is complete. Welcome to the AV Podcast. Welcome to the special edition of the AV Podcast covering the What Hi-Fi and Best of Stuff show, which took place over the weekend of the 3rd to the 5th of November. Over the next 40 minutes, we give you an audio overview of the whole show, and we also speak to the main manufacturers displaying the products over the weekend. The What Hi-Fi and Best of Stuff show is one of the UK's largest consumer electronics gatherings of the year. This year there were 58 exhibitors over three floors of the Novotel Hotel in West London. The AV podcast travelled down to the venue and over the course of two very busy days we can bring you the best offerings of the show in terms of home cinema equipment and gadgets. So the best place to start was obviously with the organisers What Hi-Fi and their magazine editor Claire Newsom. Claire, how are you? Uh, very busy. Sore feet already on the second day. So how's the show going for you? Oh, it's fantastic. There's so many new things here um, in terms of technology, you know, new things with old technology, new things with new technology, lots of buzz, lots of people, and there's a real sense of the excitement going on in the terms of HD, you know, anything from turntables to HD and everything in between. And, and you know, I think there's a lot of people coming out of here thinking, mm, I thought I was going to spend a bit of money, but I think I'll just take it on your 0% credit card. <laughs> so what are you showing in your demonstration room? What we're showing is HD in all its forms. We've got uh, one of the first Blu-ray players and HDVD players as well. But we're also showing upscaled uh, DVD to 1080p and some 1080i content from BBC HD running off an UVM Media Centre PC. Basically showing if you've got an HD display or a projector, this is what you can get today. You know, we're not saying, well, this is better than whatever. We're just trying to show people that you know, there are so many different ways you can get more out of your vision and sound as well. So there's no hard sale, it's basically, look guys, this is, this is the best that there is today. Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic opportunity for most people to see native 1080p for the first time, for example. Um, but also on the stand, we've got all our award-winning um, TVs, HD-ready TVs from 26-inch upwards as well, so people can actually get up close to these things and say, look, this is it running, actual broadcast um, TV that you could get today off Sky, you know, watch the BBC HD channel. Um, and you know, here's what it's about. Here's what it could be about. And you know, just really experience these things rather than it be a war of words about this is better than the other. This has got this capacity. This is you know uses this that and the other. It really is. We are all about saying to people, this is about experience. You know, do you like TV? Do you like movies? Do you watch sport? Um, here's what you can get out of it. So, have you had a, a chance to have a look around the rest of the show? And, and if so, what's caught your eye? Um, I've just been round actually. A lot of yesterday we were just so inundated with the people I didn't have the chance, but it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Cyrus have got a load of new stuff, which is great. Some new AV stuff, which is interesting from them. Uh, Wilson Badesh got some uh, interesting new speakers. That's all. Um, but it, it really is a sense, as I said, of something new or upgraded and everything. I mean, the, the new quad electrostatics, which we're going to be reviewing in a forthcoming issue, you know, certainly pulling in the punters up there. Um, Sim 2 are doing some fantastic projector demos. Again, you know, they're running a similar sort of thing to us, slightly different emphasis. Um, Sony, you can't, you know, very, very hush-hush closed room demos and uh, as ever... A lot of interest in that. But it, it's really good to see you've got everything here from 
you know, the smallest iPod accessory up to £30,000 speakers. Claire, I'm not going to keep you any longer because it is busy today and I want you to get back to your, to your stand, but thank you for joining us on the AV Podcast. It's a pleasure. It was clear that high definition was going to be the main draw for most attending the show. The Watt Hi-Fi demo room was very impressive, using the top-of-the-range Denon amplifier with their upscaling 2030 DVD deck, a 1080p SIM2 projector using an anamorphic lens and shooting onto a 235 to one screen. The system also used a UVM HTPC as well as a Samsung Blu-ray player and a Toshiba HD DVD deck. The demo was a case of saying this is the best out there without comparing any products or giving an opinion on what they thought was better. There had been some confusion by visitors on the first day regarding entry to the demo room, but this had certainly been looked at and fixed on the Saturday and Sunday of the show. So after sampling the delights of the Watt Hi-Fi room, it was time to walk 20 yards and speak to Toshiba. So here we are on the Toshiba stand and I'm talking to... Mike Eaves, I'm uh, from Toshiba Marketing. And uh, Mike, can you just explain what you have on the stand for those listeners that can't make it along to the show? Obviously the big thing at this stand is uh, HD DVD or high definition DVD, which we're sort of launching in the next sort of two or three weeks. And obviously a new level of entertainment, um, picture quality much, much, much better than traditional uh, DVD. And obviously we've got the high definition screens to go along with that. And again, we've got a new range of high definition screens, the WLT68 range, which feature up to three HDMI inputs. So you can put a multitude of um, high definition inputs into it. So just looking at the screens behind you there, we've got quite a, quite a few screens there. Just talk us through the screens. Yeah, um, we've got th- from 32-inch uh, right up to a whopping 47-inch uh, di- on the diagonal screen. Uh, they're all high-definition ready. Uh, they've all got a minimum of two HDMI inputs. Uh, one of the really nice ones is the 68 range, and they're in this lovely piano black, black finish. They're really sleek, really stylish. They have uh, built-in Onkyo speaker system, so the speaker system is not an afterthought. They have a separate tweeter as well for much greater clarity, uh, full connectivity as well, you know, twin scarts, free HDMI. Um, also have an optical output as well to go into a high-end amplifier and really a lovely bit of kit. Just looking around at the players that you have playing the HD DVDs, I noticed that they're all HDA1s. Um, yes. Is there problems with the, with the UK spec machines at the moment? No, not at all. It's just that they're not ready for release yet. Uh, the Jew, in actual fact, they're on a boat as we speak, all ready to come to the UK. They should be in stores within three weeks' time. You'll see them in John Lewis. You'll see them all the major electrical retailers. Um, entry sort of level price. We don't set the prices, but we're looking at around about four hundred and fifty pounds for a HD DVD player, which represents fantastic value. And that's for the the E1. That's for the E1. Yeah, the XE1 is due out in mid December. That's around about six hundred and fifty. Pounds, and that's potentially it can play 1080p uh, when, uh, format when that's available as well. One of the big questions we're getting on the forums at the moment, obviously there's this whole Blu-ray versus HD DVD. Sure. I'm not going to ask you to go into that because you're representing Toshiba here. It wouldn't be fair to ask you the, 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 the question. What, what I will ask you, though, is um, the big thing on the forums at the moment is the lack of PR, the lack of marketing on the, on the behalf of, of HD DVD. Yeah. What have you got in the bag? What are you planning to do once the machines are ready to go? Yeah, what we have done, uh, we're doing it in the moment, actually. We've done a lot of HD DVD roadshows for the dealerships. We're actually tra- training all the dealers, all the key dealers, on the benefits of HD DVD and what they can offer the, the consumer. 
and uh, also we've got a lot of advertising on our website we've got a dedicated HD DVD website just go to toshiba.co.uk and uh, click on the HD DVD website Mike thank you very much for taking uh, the time out you, you've got a very busy stand here so I'll let you get back to the uh, customers that are waiting to speak to you thank thanks you. very much it's a pleasure thank you Although there were no finished European HD DVD decks showing material on the stand, the fact that Toshiba is still promising to deliver their players on time was encouraging news for all who attended. The demonstrations running on the stand were certainly eye-catching and informative for those yet to see HD DVD. Next up was a small demonstration from Arkham. And we're here on the ground floor with Matt Frost from Arkham. Matt, just tell us what, what you're showing on this stand. Well, the main thing that we're showing here today is we've got the new Solo 5.1, which is the surround sound version of the existing stereo Solo. Um, it's the movie version, which is a DVD player and surround sound amplifier, still with a DAB and FM tuner all in one box. And what kind of price is that retailing at? That's going to go for about £2,000 and it should be released in January. And you're showing it with, uh, with what screen now? We're using one of the older Pioneer uh, screens. I'm not sure of the exact model number, I have to say, but it is one of the older ones, not the newer ones. But it's running in standard interlaced signal into that. So tell us a little bit about the Solo 5.1. What, what's the outputs? It's, does it upscale, that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, it does. It's, it basically, it's very similar to owning a, a DV137 and, a, and an AVR250, although it does have HDMI switching. It will also come with a, a choice of either SCART switching, so two SCART inputs, one SCART output, or you can trade that up for component switching as well. It has a scaler the same as the 137 um, on it as well, and the same processing chip, which is the Vadis 888 uh, in there as well. Uh, it's 5 by 50 watts um, into 8 ohms and uh, 75 into 4 ohms. Matt, how's the show going for you? Is it nice and busy? Busy enough for you? Very busy. I uh, found it, it's, it's a lot busier today on the Saturday than it was yesterday on the Friday. Um, lots of people, lots of positive feedback on the 5.1 and I think it's going to do really well. Matt, thanks for your time. You're more than welcome. Thanks a lot. Also making an appearance on the ground floor of the show was certainly one of the best flat panel pictures to be seen this year in the shape of Fujitsu. So we're at the Fujitsu stand. I'm speaking to Graham Goodburn. So Graham, how's the show been for you guys? It's been excellent so far. It really has. The footfall's been really very large. Um, we've been packed out most days. Um, today is actually busier than the Friday, and the Friday was very busy. Lots of dealers and everybody else came on the Friday, and customers are bringing their wives, children and everything today and we're taking orders left, right and centre, it's been really good for us So just for those people, obviously we go out UK wide and further afield people won't be able to make it down to the show just let them know what you've been showing on, on your two stands today. Well we're showing our plasma vision range on one side of the stand and the new 58 series and the new 51 series 55 inch and 63 inch panels and they're all being fed HD material, they're being fed DVD they've been fed live sky they've been fed sky plus recorded images, sport, we, we put anything we like on it and with now we've also got our brand new Aviamo range which is full HD panels first time they've been seen in the UK and they're all 1920 1080 res, they're all like 1080p capable 37 inch LCD 50-inch plasma and a 65-inch plasma, and they're all very stunning, very high-end. Brand-new processing for these products as well, AVM3, all built in-house by Fujitsu. And, well, the quality speaks for themselves. Everybody goes, wow, best picture. I've got to say, I'm thoroughly impressed with the 65-inch round there. That's, that's a stunning set. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah. It's very heavy, though, as well, as we found out when we tried to lift it on, on Thursday night. Yes, it's not for the faint-hearted. But um, anybody that has one in their house... Rest assured, nobody will be stealing it. So um, what, kind of, what kind of money are we looking at for those, that kind of range? 
The 37 inches going to be available from January and it's going to be slightly under £3,000 and it's complete with its desktop unit, speakers and everything. The 65 inch is also going to be available from January and that's likely to be around £12,000. And, and it's going to have a desktop stand option and it's wall mountable as well. The 50 inch will come along later in the year, about June time we, we think, and we have no fixed price for that at all, but expect it to be five, £6,000 and that is also wall mountable and also has a separate desktop stand as an option. So what kind of questions have you been getting? Because I get this feeling that the general public, not us enthusiasts, but the general public, they're starting to get switched on to HD, aren't they? They get very confused with people saying they must have a 1080p panel um, and they're all talking about Blu-ray, HD, DVD and to be honest with you, some of the, some of the demonstrations on stands with our competitors, they've got Blu-ray players but they're not actually set up to deliver 1080p, they're like first generation and we've heard some of them are 1080i and people are getting very confused by the whole issue. We sit back and say we don't mind who wins the battle. We know all our screens will work with a Blu-ray player or an HD DVD player. So do you think that, the, apart from the confusing issue over 1080p, 1080i, those kind of things are going, are going to um, you know, confuse the general public, but do you think there's, there's an enthusiasm there for new technology? Um, there is. Everybody's driven by marketing at the end of the day, and marketing have done a very good job of telling people they, they need 1080p. And that's why it's, that is the sole reason those panels from the Avi Armour range have been made, to satisfy the demand for 1080p. Um, OK, they will look better. They should do. They're, they're very expensive panels with excellent processing. But there's nothing wrong with the standard range either. And people who can't afford for one reason or another, the very highest, will come and pick the standard Fujitsu range because that's the best picture sensible money can buy. So it's obviously been hard work. I mean, my feet are killing me after one day. You've been here two days, another day to go. Um, has it been worth the effort? Yes, it is. It's a show you cannot afford not to do. It's the biggest consumer show, the biggest footfall. Um, Fujitsu pride themselves on having an excellent stand. And, well, if you can see the pictures, it is an excellent stand. It's hard work. It's a you know, quality product, quality stand, quality staff, even me. Thanks very much for, for taking the time to speak to us on Navy Forums and Navy Podcast. No trouble at all. So switching away from the world of 1080p for a moment, we visited the multi-room stand from Cambridge Audio and forum member Ed Selly. Hello, Ed. Hi, how are you? I'm not too bad. How's the show going for you guys? Well, other than it being unpleasantly hot, it's been very good. Turnout's been good. Um, nothing's gone wrong, which is always a plus side on these, on these things. And uh, there's a lot of interest in, in all of the products going forward. Uh, we're one of the people that aren't obviously showing much in the way of high def or anything like that. But it's nice to see that there's still a great deal of interest in a £750 CD player rather than just uh, people waxing lyrical about 1080p and things like that. So uh, it's been encouraging for us. It is a little bit refreshing and it's... Obviously, you're showing things on there which, which interests me because I'm, I'm uh, going to start working on my house next year. I'm thinking about piping video and audio and all sorts. That's the type of products you're, you're showing on your stand at the minute. So just talk us through them. We've been showing um, a, a three-zone mock-up of our Incognito A-Bus multi-room system. Um, whereas the vast majority of wired multi-room systems start at the four to £5,000 point, Incognito is 1500 quid for four zones, so rather more accessible. Um, 
in an absolute sense, it's comparatively basic, but uh, we're able to do things that the wireless networks can't. We can send multiple sources. We're not affected by what else is running on the network at any given time. And once the item is installed, it's just a considerably more flexible exercise. And, of course, we can switch video through it as well. So much interest in that? Yes. Um, half the battle is getting something like that explained in comparatively uh, difficult circumstances. But um, it, for people that are interested in that sort of thing, it's, it's an appealing prospect not having to remortgage to get the thing installed in the first place. Um, there's always a bit of a bit of confusion because obviously we've got the Sonos guys, you know, 25 feet away who are uh, who are busy expunging the detail, you know, the benefits of a, of a wireless exercise where you're just sending compressed music around, and we're saying, well, hold on a second, you, you, you can actually get more out of your existing equipment and a greater flexibility and more room served by a, a, a different method of do, a different method of going about it, which is a, a Cat5 based system. So that's been good. Obviously, there are certain people that can't be convinced, and in, in a European setting houses are obviously a great deal more robust than their american counterparts so um you're digging a hole in them is a rather more serious business but the the, the actual interest is extremely high and um it, uh, interestingly we showed it this time last year and um, we actually sold quite a bit of it just on the back of what people had seen in a in a mocked up situation even before we'd actually put any in a in a show house situation or anything like that so that was quite impressive so have you had a chance to have a look around the show yourself? I haven't. I haven't actually made it any further than this floor at the moment, but I am promised that my there's four of us here today, so there's two of us on stand, the other two are busy doing tactical photos and the, and the rest of it, and hopefully about half past four I'm going to get the opportunity to go out and have a look around, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Had the chance to meet any forum members? I haven't. Um, I've been uh, mainly because I, 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 I have to answer the questions that nobody else wants to. I'm, I'm normally end up talking talking to people who uh, are an interesting frame of mind. I, this, this this is in, you're the first I've met, but I'm, I'm sure there's others floating around. And obviously now I have to use my real name. I'm comparatively easy to spot, so uh, I'm sure I'll bump into one or two of them. Ed, thanks for taking the time. It, it, it is extremely busy here, so I'll let you get back to, to the people on your stand, and thanks very much for taking the time. OK, cheers then. Also making an appearance on the ground floor of the exhibition were many of the industry's cable manufacturers, as well as some neat solutions for system integration and displays. As you'd expect, the show was extremely busy, and we didn't have the time to talk to everyone here. So it was onwards and quite literally upwards to the second floor and the demonstration room from Denon and we spoke to Michael Manny. So we're here with Denon at the What Hi-Fi and Stuff show and I'm talking to Michael Manny. Mike, what's the show been like for you this week? Uh, it's been very, very good so far. We were uh, very busy yesterday. We believe figures are up quite significantly on last year and uh, today has also been extremely busy, so we're very, very pleased. So just for those that can't make it along to the show but they're listening to the podcast and want to know what Denon was showing, just... Uh, Give us a, a brief overview of what you have in the room. Okay, well, we've got a, got a selection of uh, equipment right across our, our range of products. Um, we are showing here our uh, S-series product, the 2.1 systems uh, running on live demonstration. Uh, we're also showing our range of mini systems, including the new hard disk-based uh, DF-103 system. Um, and on the AV side, uh, we have the uh, the new uh, new DVD players. We have the 2930, 3930, 1930 uh, here in the room, uh, as well as the versions of the AVCA1 and DVDA1 XVAs. So how's the show been for you this weekend? And uh, is, is it 
worthwhile coming along and doing these types of things, meeting the general public? Definitely. I mean, it's an opportunity for us as a manufacturer, you know, we, um, to actually have direct contact with the public, which we enjoy. We can get feedback. Um, and it's also a support to, to the dealer base. Um, product is not being sold at the show, um, but it's an opportunity for customers to come speak directly to the manufacturer um, before perhaps going for a demonstration at their local store. And it's very, very noisy in here at the moment. What's the demonstration that's running in the background there? Uh, we're currently running a demonstration of the S301 system, which is our uh, 2.1 uh, DVD uh, receiver product. Mike, thank you very much for your time, and it's, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, it's a pleasure, thank you. Next was a visit to an ultra-secretive demo held by Sony. It was so secretive that they even had clandestine door locks for the staff to get in and out of the demo. This was by far the most confusing room for the visiting, and let's not forget paying public. You had to visit the Sony stand on a separate floor of the show to get a time ticket and then be back at the demo promptly, otherwise you were scalded like a naughty little boy. The attitude of the Sony staff was appalling, and they certainly had a we're a big company and we do what we want attitude towards guests and the podcast team alike. Unfortunately, we couldn't get any of the staff to speak with us to explain what they were showing, which was quite sad, really. However, even if they had spoken to me, I doubt my opinion would have changed much with their demo, showing the Ruby projector in the worst possible way, along with an, at best, average showing of the new Blu-ray player and software. I have absolutely no doubt many were extremely disappointed with the Sony demo. On a positive note though, the flat panels looked nice on their other stand, as well as the big SXRD rear projection TV. So continually moving on, and it was time for some more TVs, this time from Sharp. So here we are on the Sharp stand, and I'm talking to... Tommaso Monetto. Okay, Tom, can you just uh, tell me what you're actually showing on your stand uh, at the show here? Well, mainly we're focusing on our new XD range, which is a full high-definition 1080p uh, range of televisions, uh, LCD television, ranging from 37 inch all the way to 52 inch. Nice picture quality from them for, for LCD. I mean, the technology is certainly moving on, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we're seeing that uh, lately, especially in terms of contrast ratio, uh, LCD TV is making big headways um, compared to the past. So we're now reaching 2000 to 1 in contrast ratio or in dynamic mode 10,000 to 1. And what kind of price do those come in at then? Um, if you're looking at uh, 46 inch, you're looking for around 2,600 pounds, or the 52 inch here is around 3,300 pounds. And what else are you showing on your stand? Uh, mainly, we're showing uh, our additional lineup of the current models, which is um, our GD8 series and GD9 series, and some um, new SD series, which we're about to launch now, which which is a more of a budget. Um, LCD TV, mainly for first-time buyers of LCD TV. They want the best panel technology, however, maybe are not so concerned about the aesthetic looks of them, so a more simple look. And how's the show been for you? Has it been nice and busy? It's been very busy, especially on Friday and yesterday. Today a bit less, but uh, it's been uh, lots of uh, inquiries. A lot of people have been waiting for this XD series to come out, so they've been coming onto our stand, especially for those. Thank you very much for your time, and thank you for joining us on the EV Podcast. Thank you very much. The second best plasma screen I managed to see was the 50-inch 1080p model from Pioneer, with a US Blu-ray machine playing Ice Age at 72Hz 1080p. This was a stunning picture, and was certainly the best that Blu-ray had looked during the show. 
One thing that was very interesting was the LCD versus plasma comparison in the darkened room. The point of this demo was to show that watching movies with the lights down looked better on a plasma screen due to the backlight on the LCD washing out the picture. According to Pioneer, both sets were set to factory default with no other tweaks going on. And continuing to go onwards and upwards, next was the world of tannoy, UVM and projector design. And I'm currently with Icon Distribution, I'm speaking to Bill Lee and Michael Atley. So just start with you, Bill. How's the show gone for you and what are you showing here? It's been very positive over this weekend. We've got the, um, the new Tannoy Highline 500 series on display, which is sounding pretty good, with projection design, both the new Model 3 1080 and the Model 2, which is doing really exciting the crowds, because the Model 2 is, at three and a half grand, is a, a more in line with what people want to spend on a projector rather than the 15 or 16 grand that is for the Model 3 such a good image that we're having a bit of trouble with people telling the difference so uh, <laughs> we're doing really well with it all being fed by a UVM uh, media PC so it's really doing very well we're having a good, good response from people so we've also got Tanoi in the room so do you just want to uh, explain what, what we're seeing and hearing back in the background there sure I mean we're, we're launching uh, as Bill said we're launching the uh, Arena Highline range um, at the show it builds on uh, a, a product that we had out last year called um, Tanoi Arena um, it's basically designed for use with uh, fl flat panels, LCDs, t uh, plasmas, that kind of thing. Um, and there's two systems. The entry level is about £1,500. Uh, the system that we're demonstrating today uses four of the, uh, the towers. They use dual concentric drive units um, in a four-inch uh, four um, cone. Uh, we've got two 12-inch um, subwoofers on the system, 500 watt in uh, each uh, subwoofer, and uh, as, you, as you've seen and heard, it, it looks and sounds fantastic. And I've also got Phil. Phil, we're going to ask you a little bit more about the, the HTPCs that you're using in the room. The one that's on demo, can you just explain what the spec is on that machine and what, you, what you're running on? Yeah, of course, yeah. Hi. Um, yeah, we're um, running the um, latest Intel Core 2 Duo-based processors, um, principally because of the um, MPEG-4 decoding that um, is used by the BBC. And in order to decode at the moment, it requires quite a lot of horsepower. Um, but, um, but as you've seen, it's, um, the results are well worth the, uh, going down that route. And obviously, as with Blu-ray and HD DVD on the horizon, you know, we expect it'll be fairly demanding in terms of processing power. But that's one of the flexibilities of using the architecture is, of course, you can you know, make adjustments as and when new content comes along, whether it's on the disc or whether it's as we've captured the BBC um, with a relatively inexpensive satellite card, because it's obviously a free-to-air trial at the moment, and it's, uh, and it's, it's well worth, uh, well worth the, uh, the effort. So when HD and, and Blu-ray come along, it's quite easy to add that into the, the existing system, is it? Well, we're expecting um, affordable and um, well, good performing both optical drives from either HD, DVD and Blu-ray shortly. Um, the, the prerequisites with regards to software um, and potential graphics cards with HDCP encoding, we, we're yet to see. I mean, the, the, obviously the industry are keen to maintain security on there from, from play back all the way out through the chain, but um, we don't know at the moment. But, of course, the, the, you know, history has shown the flexibility of a PC architecture means that you can make changes as appropriate. And it may be a simple optical drive change or it may be in line, you know, coupled with a graphics card change or just some software. We, we, we get to see, really. But it's, you know, it's coming, and that's the one sure thing. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> unlike previous formats, we know there's going to be a PC solution, which is, you know, can only be good for, for everybody. And what's the front-end system that your, your machines use? 
Well, we've um, we've started to move away from um, the, the proprietary front end that we've used you know, since we started, you know, just over four years ago, to, to more and more using Media Center. Um, the, 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 the growth and support of plugins and add-ons um, is just growing all the time, and it's a very simple and easy interface for, for you know for, for users to use. Um, we still use Theatre Tech as the the main sort of DVD um, video engine. Um, it's very well easily controlled by Crestron and AMX, so our custom installer sort of um, uh, channels really like that as a as, a, as an interface. Uh, the picture performance speaks for itself, which is why you know not just here with projection design, but downstairs with Sim2 and Fujitsu, they're all using our systems as a, as front ends. Well, I've been really impressed with, with what I've seen. I've also seen. The, the UVM on, on other stands and I've been really impressed thanks for taking the time to speak to us Phil thank you and I'm also with Chris Axford from uh, Projection Design so Chris just explain to us what you're showing at the, at the What Hi-Fi show this year ok well we, we've got two two areas at the show this year which um, we're, tr- we're trying to show the business end of what we're doing uh, an area with Icon where you can actually see the products running high definition and uh, content and, and see how it's going to look in your home but we're also lucky enough to have another area where we just wanted to have a bit of fun. So we've got an Xbox challenge in there on a three and a half metre wide screen and it's sort of uh, ultimate gaming, I suppose. So that's what, that's what we've done here. Um, the, the projectors we brought with us, we've, we've got three, three models here. Um, on the demonstration side, we've got the Model 2, which is our entry level product at three and a half thousand pounds. We're showing it here with a wide angle lens, which is, is quite a nice offering that we've got three different lens options for it. So it allows us to get an 8-foot image from um, not much more than 8 foot away. Um, that, that one's a 720p product using a, a seven-segment colour wheel. Um, the latest Dark Chip 3 chipset from Texas Instruments. Um, and, and that one, is, a lot of people have been quite surprised at how good it does look, um, g- given, given the size of the unit. It's a 3-kilogram unit. The, the platform that we're using on there the, for the Model 2 is, is a magnesium uh, pl- uh, chassis. Uh, by doing it in magnesium, it allows us to heat sink the, the DLP chip to the chassis, which allows us to make the unit smaller and run quieter, so the, ob- the obvious benefits that are involved there. The other product we've got in the demonstration area is, is the, the sort of range-topping 1080p product. Again, it's single chip, but it uses our, our patented Duarte uh, technology, which basically means we've got two lamps, two colour wheels, um, both seven-segment in there as well, with the Texas Instruments uh, brilliant colour algorithms. Uh, giving us a much more saturated image. Um, seven segment obviously pretty much eliminates rainbow effect. Um, and, and then we've got our, our patented part, which means we, we get the power from those two lamps without any loss. So uh, most, most twin or four lamp systems, you lose quite a lot of the power, but we don't lose any. So what kind of screen sizes are you looking at for, for that projector? Because it's an eight-foot in there, is that correct? It's an eight-foot screen in the demonstration room. Um, We've done a couple of demonstrations recently for people who, uh, one, one of our customers has got a five metre wide screen in his, his purpose-built home cinema. Um, he's tried pretty much every projector out there and nothing was giving him more, more than sort of six or seven foot Lambert on that size screen. Uh, with our Model 3 1080, because of the twin lamps, we would get 18 foot Lambert, which then allows us to stop down the, the iris and give you much more contrast. So it's, um, it's also, just lately, we've, we've um, done on the, the e-cinema side of what we do, we've, we've had some shootouts at Pinewood and Shepparton Studios uh, where we've been up against three chip machines from other manufacturers at three times the price, and we've won. So it's, uh, it's quite a compliment. And, and we're working to develop that. We've got some DCI spec colour wheels coming and always trying to push the envelope. 
Well, I've been really impressed with, with all the machines I've seen today, and thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. Thank you very much. Next, we moved on to the best-of staff area of this show, which appeared to be quite spacious in its layout. It looked like many exhibitors who were here last year didn't bother coming back this time around. It was rather barren, but then there were still some interesting stands to visit, such as Creative. And I'm with uh, Neil McGuinness, who's the uh, product manager at Creative. Hi, Neil. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. So what are you showing on your stand this? Uh, well, we're showing a mixture of uh, consumer electronics and uh, IT gadgets uh, there. We've got um, our award-winning uh, Zen Vision range over there. Which, uh, so we're showing the Zen Vision M, which uh, has been out for a year and is you know, the only credible alternative to the iPod, really, at the moment. Um, we're also showing the Zen V, which is our latest uh, smaller flash memory player, which has proven really, really popular. Uh, and last year, this is the first UK showing of the Zen Vision W, which is our first widescreen um, media player. So you can really experience all your movies in true widescreen glory. It's pretty cool. It's the kind of product I like because people can then listen to the podcasts on it, can't they? Absolutely, yeah. In fact, we, uh, we ship with, uh, with all of our players the new Zencast software, which uh, you know, is really cool, able to gather all your podcasts, including this one, I hope, and uh, you know, copy it straight across, including any graphics that are on there or any videos. So how's the show been for you guys this, uh, this weekend? Busy? It's been very busy. It's, it's been awesome, actually. Um, it's, everybody that seems has come to our stand has been quite knowledgeable or at least wanting to know more and more about the products. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's been a great forum for us to you know, educate and, and uh, get people excited about new technology and hopefully answer a few questions, you know, about the technology that they perhaps didn't know the answers to. Demystify the whole thing, you know, that's really important. So what's the demo behind you? You've got people sitting on, on chairs with headphones on and so on. What is it you're actually demonstrating That's now? right. Well, well, this particular one is uh, the first UK showing of our new product, which is called the Creative X Mod. Uh, this is um, a, a new product that's uh, come from our x range of sound cards. Uh, having developed the, sound, the first ever PC sound card back in 1989, we've obviously been trying to improve them, but uh, this particular one is the first one that we have which bridges, uh, I think, the gap between the PC and uh, your listening experience through MP3 players or, uh, or anything like that. So what it'll actually do, and what we're demonstrating, is actually in real-time upmixing um, a standard MP3 track to uh, the 24-bit version, so up, making it sound much punchier, much more clear, and getting back all the data that's been lost during compression, uh, but also adding a 3D feature as well, so it really puts you in the mix. So... If you're playing a live track, you feel like you're in the stadium. If you're playing a jazz Cuban track from uh, in a Buena Vista social club, you feel like you're in there smelling the cigars. It really works. It's been awesomely received by everybody, uh, so it's been fantastic. Well, you'd be pleased to know that the AV podcast and its high production values are thanks to creative sound cards in our machines. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. I'm just pleased to be known that they're going to a good use. Yeah. Uh, Neil, it's been fascinating t- talking to you. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us on the yeah, AV podcast. Thanks for your time. All the best. Cheers. And we also enjoyed listening to the headphones on offer from Sennheiser. So we're with Sennheiser here at your stand, and um, what have you shown at the show this weekend? Um, today, um, the last three days, we've been showing our complete range of headphones. Um, we're showing uh, a new range of headphones we recently brought out about um, two, three months ago called the, the Sport Street and Style Ranges. Um, we're demonstrating our high-end headphones, which are audiophile headphones. Um, these are priced between 250 and 300 pounds. Um, we're also showing our MP3 uh, headphones, which is our CX300s. These retail for about £30. So we're actually showing about uh, 40, 50 different pairs of headphones, which is, uh, which is great for us. So how's the show been for you? Nice and busy? 
extremely busy. Um, we were here last year as well, and we've been here from uh, since day one. And uh, Stuff and What Hi-Fi put on a, a great show, and it's been uh, pretty action-packed for the last three days. It's been uh, it's been a very good show and very good for the brand. So obviously, I'm using a new set. I'm using a set of um, Sennheiser headphones. Any chance of an upgrade for the AV forums? Hey, no problem. Anything for AV Forums. Uh, we sponsored you guys for a while, and uh, yeah, you, go, you guys use our headsets for your podcasts and uh, also for your recordings. So, uh, yeah, happy to help. No problem. <laughs> Steve, thanks very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. And last up was the best demo of the weekend from Alan Rosa and the staff at Sim2. Their demo left me with my jaw firmly on the ground. And we're with Sim2. And I've just come out of their demo, and my jaw is still on the ground. I'm standing here with... Mark Franks, marketing manager for Sim2. Mark, um, I thought what Hi-Fi did a very good demo in their room. I've seen that one twice. I've just come out of there, and I can't believe what I've seen. That was absolutely stunning. Can you just tell our, our listeners what we've, we've experienced in there? Yeah, we really, we wanted to show... Um, the temptation really is to show your flagship product only because that's the easy way out. Um, a lot of hard work went into this show to, to ensure, really, we can show you a range of our products. So we're showing everything from our baby uh, projector right the way through to the flagship new projector that's come through. And it's essentially, it just takes people through a little journey uh, into home cinema and the qualities that Sim2 put into it. Obviously, we try very hard with making our products, and equally, we want people to see just how great it can look. So we've gone through a variety of screen sizes, um, masking down from 16 by 9 to 235, cinemascope presentations, and ultimately a large cinemascope 12-foot screen as the showstopper. And uh, it's been fantastic. So what kind of reaction have you been getting from, from other visitors to your stand? Well, um, I think the, the easiest way to say um, they are pleased in the, uh, <laughs> as an understatement, uh, we're getting people back three or four times, which is fantastic. Um, it's just really, really good. No, it, it's been a very good reaction. The, the effect we wanted to um, achieve was literally to get people excited about home theatre, and they are getting excited. One thing um, which we're beginning to see now, um, I've been an advocate of, of anamorphic uh, projection for a while. Although I don't have a system at the moment, it's something which I've been researching and so on. And there's a few people going that way now, but it's nice to see that that's being used in such a way by Sim. Is, is this the way you see your projection going with, with HD and so on um, to try and get the, the full cinematic effect? I think ultimately, yes, that that's exactly it. It's the cinematic effect. You go to the cinema and it's in Cinemascope, which is the ultra-wide screen format. Um, so to recreate that in the home is, is the aim of um, any good company, really, but particularly Sim 2. And we really sort of pioneered this over the last year or so. And we're using the same high-quality lenses that are used in the cinemas, just to recreate exactly that in the home. The entry-level pl- uh, entry projector in there was the 35, Domino 35. Um, that's a 720p, is that correct? It is indeed, yes. Now, 720p uh, shouldn't be written off. Uh, it is an HD standard, as is 1080, of course. Um, and 720 products can create the same impression on a good screen, set up well, as any other product. So there's a very valid reason. And, of course, uh, the price point for 720 products is less than 1080 products. So there will always be a good chance of people buying into good projection using 720 products or 1080 products. And, and that's one thing I want to stress from for our listeners from what I've seen there. There, there wasn't a great amount of difference between... 
720 and single chip 1080. Um, it's all about your screen size at the end of the day because once you're back two widths away from the screen, you're going to lose that resolution anyway, aren't you? Absolutely so. It is exactly that. Um, a well-set-up screen system sitting at the right distance. You'll see a beautifully smooth image on 720 or 1080. If you want to put your nose against the screen, that's when you really do start to see the pixel structure. But who can enjoy a film when it's got a nose against the screen? No, no, sit at the right distance and enjoy the film. That's really what it's all about. So for those who won the lottery this weekend, what was the actual price of the, of the final system there? Final system, let's total it up. Uh, the projector is 35000 The uh, anamorphic lens is 5000 um, and the screen system that was with it was again 5000 um, The sound system is, was supplied by PMC. I would imagine that's probably in the region of maybe 30000 So mm, you probably have change out of 100000 for it. Thank you very much for your time. It's a pleasure speaking to you. No, no problem. As I say, Sim 2, we're all about pioneering home cinema. Thank you. Thank you. The most disappointing aspect of the whole weekend was the rather lacklustre performance of the big games console everyone is waiting for, the PS3. And to sound his disappointment is our very own podcast gamer, Seth Gecko, who had a quick look at the rather cramped demos. Well, I approached the PS3 stand and approached it about all they did actually do. The problem with it was it was only about three to four foot wide and it was full of fanboys and children in that order. There was about three plasmas showing various games, but you couldn't actually see much through the throng of people that were standing in the way. If you stood behind the barrier, which is the best place you could actually view anything from, security effectively ejected you from an empty space. However, I did manage to see some of the footage that was on the screens, and I have to be honest, I wasn't that impressed. Most of the things that were being shown were obviously in 1080p, but we've seen things like this before on high-end PC cards, and on Xbox 360 primarily. If I had one word to sum up my experience of the PS3 at the show, it would be unimpressive. So overall, it was a great weekend for home entertainment fans, with lots to see and hear. Of course, there are many of the 58 exhibitors who we just didn't have the time to talk to, but who were showing some great pieces of equipment and gadgets. It wasn't all brilliant, and you come to expect these things from such large shows, but the general feeling was that the innovation in home cinema and gadgets is moving at full pace. So that's all we've got time for from the What Hi-Fi and Best of Stuff show. Hopefully, those who didn't make it along this time have managed to get a sense of the show and what was showing from our two days here. Brought to you by AV Forums and AVPlay.com. Oh my God, is there nothing you people can't do? This is the AV Podcast.